Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama, and you're listening to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Bay Area teachers are going to be back in person, and there's going to be a lot to do, whether it's trying to keep kids safe from COVID or just making sure students can adjust to being back in a classroom. But what many teachers are really looking forward to is the chance to connect with their students again. They feed on your connection. Day in and day out, I'd see a little more personality. I'd see the twinkle come back in the eyes. One thing I realized uh, teaching online was how much of what we rely on is nonverbal. Today, we're talking with two teachers about getting ready to teach in person. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. My name is Andriana Yanez Vieira, and I teach in the Burlingame School District at a school called Hoover Elementary. And um, this year, I'm actually teaching just first grade. Uh, the last two years, I taught a first and second grade combination class. Cool. And how long have you been teaching? Uh, this will be my 32nd year. Hi, uh, my name is Ralph Bedwell. Um, I teach English uh, at Pinole Valley High School in Pinole and that's in the uh, West Contra Costa Unified School District. 
I'm also a uh, proud uh, Pinal Valley High School graduate. Nice. All right. Andriana, can you just describe what this past year of distance learning has been like for you? You had to be really good at change. Um, you, you had to become, uh, learn something one day and then it had to be changed again in the next month. And then something else had to be added and then changed again or modified. My gift is teaching in person. Uh, my gift was not using the computer. And, and Ralph, does that sound similar to your experience as well? Yeah, if I could just may say as an aside, uh, uh, Andriana, uh, that my wife taught first grade this last year on Zoom. So I, I know what you're talking about. And in, 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 in many ways, your task was so much harder than mine. Um, I, I saw what she went through teaching kids how to read online um, was such an enormous challenge. I mean, she did great at it, and I'm sure you did too. But it takes a great teacher to do that. So my hat's off to you. Thank you. Uh, my my um, experience was that I've always been a tech-oriented teacher. I'm uh, lucky enough to be in a district that is a one-to-one -one district. Um, all the kids are issued a, a Chromebook along with their textbooks every year. And I really went into it with that optimistic spirit. And it started out that way. But as the year went on, you could just see it wear kids down. Mm, yeah. And at the start of the year, it wasn't that hard to get them to turn their cameras on. But as the year went by, there were more and more kids that just would not turn their camera on, period. And by the end of the year, it was just, I was just looking at this sea of uh, black boxes with names on it. That was like the visual metaphor for what was going on with the kids. But I could tell from their responses and from talking to kids that that's where their spirits were at as well. Did either of you go back to class last spring? We were lucky enough to get students back a couple. I had them for a good couple of months and I cried. I was so happy to have everybody back and it made such a difference. We never went back um, for class in person last year. However, we did have a uh, an optional, uh, what they called an intervention block. Um, uh, in the uh, spring. And so I did do that and to which I invited students that were failing my classes. I had a student come back who had been failing my English class and I really didn't know who she was because she didn't turn on her camera the whole year. And uh, I invited her back and her mom said, absolutely. And I gave her some alternative assignments to do, and she wound up writing a writing a paper for me, a um, uh, analysis of uh, James Baldwin's uh, long short story, Sonny's Blues. That is the single best paper that I've ever gotten in my teaching career. Oh. And this is a brilliant kid, yeah. brilliant yeah. kid, who was um, sinking into depression um, because of not being on campus. The whole thing was worth it just for the one student, if if uh, nothing else. But that just shows me the power of uh, us all being together in person, the power of human connection. You both mentioned how you're excited to get back to class in person. Are there things that you're thinking about, especially when it comes to the pandemic? I will say the kids, even at that age, are really good about wearing their masks. I was really quite surprised because um, I just thought, 
there's no way they're going to keep that mask on all day. And it wasn't easy. There were some children, it was a little harder for some than others. You know, so I had one student, it would fall a lot. And I'd say, you need to put it up. And he'd pick it up and just snap it on his face because it was just those disposable ones. And, you know, and I said, oh, no, 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 just pinch it right here. You know, this is how you keep it on. So I, you know, I think coming into this year, I don't have any doubt or reservation that they're still going to maintain the ability to wear a mask. They do wash their hands. I have, we do sanitizer every morning when they come in. We do sanitizer when they leave the classroom. When they come back in, we have a line. And at first, those protocols seemed like they were going to take up so much of our class time. And they do, but, but it's important. Andreana, I know when we actually first spoke, you were, I think, in the classroom preparing a little bit. So right. what's, the, what's the prep looked like for you? Uh, you know, it's not a lot different than, than, than we did last year because we, we went through prepping our classroom four different times last year to come back and then to no avail, right? Then we, oh, oh we're going to stay on distance learning. So our classrooms were prepped for months and I would Zoom from the classroom uh, and look at these empty seats. Um, so it, it, by the time they came back, we, we had all our, our, you know, they line up six feet apart they had a, a little square with a dot on it with you know on our blacktop areas certain classes lined up certain places everybody got hand sanitizer we take temperatures in the morning before we came in they'd come in hang up their backpacks outside of class um and then come in and sit down and start our day but we just have to have our windows open so when we came back in the winter time last year it was cold and so we'd have to, you know, tell the parents that dress your child in layers because it could get really cold and then they can take something off or put something on. Um, so it was a lot of thinking about how are we going to manage all of the things that happen in a day at school. I have to say, I did get a microphone, but it honestly was what I needed because the kids needed to hear me and I could turn it up when I needed to and turn it down when I would walk out of the classroom. Um, it was, it was and it saved my voice because you're talking louder with a mask on all day long. Ralph, what about you? I know, you know, high school age students are eligible for the vaccine, but are there things that you are worried about? I do expect that a pretty pretty uh, large percentage of our student population will be vaccinated. But on the other hand, not everybody. Uh, in my classes, it's a maximum of 36 kids per class, plus me, the teacher, all in one room. The official district guideline is social distancing whenever possible. But with 37 bodies potentially in a classroom, it's not really going to be possible. How are you preparing your classroom then, since it sounds like it will be crowded? Well, I mean, they've, they've made a few changes here. They like there's a uh, um, hand sanitizer uh, dispenser in every classroom that, they, that they're, uh, they say they'll keep filled and everything is right by the door. So that's nice. And they gave us um, this large bottle of cleaning solution and um, a giant thing of wipes. We're in a pretty new school, so we're lucky to have a good ventilation system, and we have windows that open. So um, uh, I, I'm putting that right in my syllabus that we have a masking mandate, 
Um, we also need good ventilation, so we'll probably have the window open for most of the year. Um, one, one concern that I have that I know is shared by my colleagues that one of a very standard activity in high school is kids working together in groups. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. we all we all remember that, right? Um, but how are we going to group them up um, if we want to pay some attention to um, social distancing? And that's just going to have to be, we're going to have to play it by ear. I kind of suspect that the first week of school is going to be a lot of uh, uh, reflection time, you know, a writing prompts like, um, how did the uh, quarantine uh, uh, change your school experience or how did it change your life and, and that kind of thing. I'm definitely planning that for my own classroom. English is good for that kind of thing. There's like the logistical preparation that we've been talking about, but also there's just the, the the mental preparation that I think everybody's kind of doing at this point. Andriana, how are you thinking about this, uh, especially after the year that, you, that you've had and, and being prepped several times to go back into the classroom and then not being able to? So how are you kind of thinking about this going into the fall? I think what I'm worried about is the back and forth again this year with with starting the year where I thought, okay, maybe we'll wear masks, but it won't be that bad. And and probably in a few months in, masks will be gone. It'll it'll be a regular school year. And now I'm I'm thinking that that's just not trending that way. Yeah. The uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Ralph, is that something that you're thinking about too? Yeah, the uncertainty is um definitely a big issue on everybody's mind, I think. Um, and we're, we're heading into the traditional cold and flu season uh, before Christmas break even gets here. And so that's, uh, that's a big concern. We don't know how things are going to go. Are we going to be in person all year or are we going to have to go back online? What do you want people to know about being a teacher at this particular moment? mean being a teacher in the age of COVID? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what um, I really want people to know is how dedicated teachers are, um, how much teachers care about the enterprise of teaching and learning, um, how every teacher that entered the profession to um, help help other people to help students, to help the community, to help um, to help our society grow and prosper. We're partners with the entire community, not just with parents and not just with kids, but with everybody. Um, and a great teacher is, is something that um, every school and every community needs. And Andriana, what about you? What, what do you oh, I couldn't have said that any better. That's exactly, I think, wrapped up perfectly. It's just been a whirlwind, but it's also been a time for us to really appreciate the people that we work with and the gifts that they have and the gifts that they bring because everybody has different gifts. And um, it's just been a time for us to all have to work together. And, um, and I, I, I just love the way Ralph said it, that it was just perfect. And last question I have for both of you, and Andriana, maybe we'll start with you, but what are you looking forward to the most this school year? 
I'm looking forward to just um, seeing little faces again. Uh, you know, it was so, I was just so filled with joy when I got to finally see the kids and they were so excited too. So it was, it was a little bit, um, I think when they first came back, the difficulty was, and, and I know I mentioned it before, was that they were so used to looking at a screen that to see somebody in person was really off-putting for them. They just would stare at me. The tough part about being an elementary school teacher, especially a primary teacher, is kids, um, they're, they, they're touchers. They, they just have to touch. And so that, for me, was hard when the kids came back. And then over time, because then they immediately, so quickly get comfortable with you that they want to hug you. They want to give you that. They feed on your connection. Day in and day out, I'd see a little more personality. I'd see the twinkle come back in the eyes. And then I knew I had them. And then, and then it was just so full of energy. So I'm so excited actually for you, Ralph, because it is so it's it's a something you've never experienced we've never experienced it before yeah i kind of expect that kids will appreciate the whole enterprise more uh, was that your experience absolutely they just oh homework sure oh more of this oh this <laughs> sure sure it was funny. i'm not gonna go that far <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that comes to mind too is that i'm just regaining that sense of community um I actually live in the same community where I teach. And so it's a very common uh, situation. I'm at the supermarket or something mm. and somebody says, hey, Mr. Mm -hmm. Benwell. <laughs> and I know who they are, right? Because they've been in, in my class for a year. But this year I had a, had a very disarming experience the other day. Uh, a girl and her mom were in, were, in, were in the supermarket and I hear her say, hey, there's Mr. Benwell. He's my, he, he was my teacher. And I said hi and I was very polite. And she knew who I was because I had my camera on all year, but I, I did not know who she was. Wow. And it was a very disconcerting experience. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in the past, it's always been uh, a true human connection. Thank you both so much for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks to Andriana Yanez Vieira, who teaches first grade at Hoover Elementary School in Burlingame, which is back in person on August 25th. Also thanks to Ralph Bedwell, who teaches English at Pinole Valley High School, which is back next Monday, August 16th. This episode was edited and mixed by Erica Cruz Guevara and Alan Montecilio. We're made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Talk to you later. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. 
special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.